0: Egbert, Margaret and Stephen stories by Jetta Bradley. For more stories, go to jettabradley.com. Egbert, Margaret and Stephen and the Gentle Aliens Margaret was finding it incredibly hard to go to sleep. She had gone to bed at her normal time, after the sun went down and the moon came halfway up into the sky. She always did five minutes of skipping before bed because that calmed her down. She also lit some candles and said a prayer and read ten minutes of her favourite book, and then she blew out her candles and hopped into bed. Usually she went straight to sleep, but not for the last three nights, no. She had lain in bed Turned onto one side, turned onto the other, turned onto her back, and nothing, nothing she did helped her get to sleep. She went downstairs and got some warm milk. She had her mum come up and lie with her for a bit. She listened to a relaxing meditation that made her very sleepy. But at the point where the moon met her window, it called out to her, ''Margaret, come over to the window.'' Margaret's eyes were very droopy. I need to go to sleep, she said. The moon said, yes, you do, and you shall, and we want you to go to sleep, but first we need you to meet someone. Who is it, said Margaret. It is Mr. Neal," said the moon. Mr. Neal," said Margaret. She desperately wanted to fall asleep, but the moon was insistent. "'Mr. Neil has been with us for five days,' said the moon, "'waiting, waiting to catch someone's hand. "'And now he would like to fly to Earth.' "'That's good,' said Margaret. "'I'm very, very glad for him. "'May he have a happy landing?' "'No,' said the moon. "'You don't understand. "'He needs your help.' "'Where does he come from?' said Margaret. "'From a land called the Push Moon.' The push moon, said Margaret faintly. The warmth of her pillow and her duvet were luring her away from the moon. Yes, it's many millions of miles away. The push moons and the kish moons live quite close together and they have been trying for a long time to come to earth. Margaret's eyes drooped. Her mouth went slack. She started to snore. Mr. Neil would have to wait on the moon another night. When Margaret woke up in the morning, she remembered the conversation she'd had with the moon and she thought, how strange. I'm sure that was just a dream. The next night, Egbert, Margaret's older brother, found himself talking to the moon as well. Egbert was lying in his lovely double bed, all relaxed and calm, and thinking about writing his next article for the school magazine, and also dreaming a little that one day he might be able to shoot more hoops than Amelia did. The moon said, Egbert. Egbert sat up. Who is it? he asked. It's just the moon, said the moon. Just the moon, said Egbert. No, I don't think so. And he lay back down and went straight to sleep. "Ah," said the moon. ''Who is that?'' said Egbert, and he sat straight up again. ''It's just the moon,'' said the moon. ''The moon again? You're very annoying. Go away,'' said Egbert. He lay back down and went straight to sleep. ''Ah,'' said the moon, ''we need your help, Egbert.'' Egbert got out of bed, stood in the middle of his bedroom, peering around. There didn't seem to be anybody there. ''Who keeps calling me?'' he asked, into the darkness. ''I've told you twice,'' said the moon. ''It's the moon. I need your help.'' ''Well, how am I supposed to help?'' said Egbert. ''I'm just a young man. I can't really help a big round moon like you.'' ''Mr. Neil needs your help to come to Earth,'' said the moon. ''I've never heard of Mr. Neil,'' said Egbert, and he went back to bed, lay down without thinking another thought about the moon, and went straight to sleep. The moon sighed. (sighs) Ah, Egbert really is not a good candidate for helping me out, said the moon. I'll try Stephen, Margaret's younger brother. He does build wonderful Lego. The moon came back around to the other side of the house and pushed its beautiful light into Stephen's room, and the moon called out, Stephen. Stephen sat up a little and rubbed his eyes. The moon was coming in so brightly into his room and he frowned. He really didn't like being woken up in the middle of a very good dream where he was riding a BMX and he was winning the race as he went over the bumpy hills. ''Did somebody ask something?'' said Stephen, confused. ''Oh, what a sleepy head,'' said the moon. ''Go back to sleep.'' and Stephen fell back down asleep on his pillow and kept winning the race. The moon went back to Margaret's room. The moon was now very, very determined. And in fact, Margaret was not yet asleep, so that was even better. Margaret had done her five minutes of skipping and lit her candles and said her prayers and read her favorite book for almost 14 minutes And then she'd blown out her candles when the moon came insistently through her curtain. Margaret loved the moonlight pouring into her room. She pulled the curtain open and pushed the window up. Is Mr. Neil still up there? She asked the moon. Well, it's funny you should ask that, said the moon. I was just coming to plead with you, but maybe, maybe you could help Mr. Neil tonight. What do I need to do? Said Margaret. It's not too hard, said the moon. You reach out your arm, you reach up as far as you can. What if I fall out of the window, said Margaret, because her bedroom was on the second floor and it was quite a drop. I'll catch you, said the moon. Margaret thought about the delicate light tendrils of the moon holding her. It felt soft and safe. Lean out the window with one arm, said the moon. And then what, said Margaret. Then wait for Mr. Neil's hand to grasp yours, said the moon. Okay, said Margaret. She leaned far out of her window, holding one hand onto the window sill and one hand far up towards the moon. And Mr Neil leant down out of the moon. He was a very tall, thin, brown-skinned fellow. All the pushmoon people are brown-skinned and they have the ability because they have such long legs and long arms. They can peregrinate very quickly which means they can move forward quickly. They are much taller than humans and much thinner. They have eyes, but generally a tiny nose, and they don't have a mouth because they don't eat like we do. They use special fingers that come out from their normal fingers to taste and absorb food. These fingers are not out all the time. They just come out when they need to eat, and they have tiny noses, more like little buds. So Mr. Neal reached his arm out, a long, long arm, until he reached Margaret's hand. His hand, by the way, was large, as it would be if you had to eat with it, and it wrapped around her hand twice. It wrapped around, and then around, just like a beanstalk. And Margaret was so surprised at how large his hand was, that she nearly fell out of the window. And then, there he was, standing, standing with his feet on the ground, and his head at the window, looking straight at Margaret. He said something to her, although at first Margaret couldn't understand what he was saying. He was saying it in Pushmoon, and he appeared to be saying it through flapping his ears, as if the sound of his voice was coming out of his ears. And then he put his finger onto her arm, and very quickly she understood exactly what Mr. Neal was saying. He said he'd come from far, far away, and he had a young daughter just like her, and he thanked Margaret very much for letting him come to this world. You came without your daughter? asked Margaret. Yes, just for a little while. She would come here soon too, but he was an explorer, and although he didn't want to leave his daughter, it was important to know as much about different worlds as possible so that we could all try and talk to each other. But he hoped to be back for his daughter's bedtime. Margaret opened her mouth to say something, but Mr. Neal was already walking away. She said to the moon, won't somebody see him like that? He's so tall. You know, humans are not so good with people who come from other worlds. Ah, well, Mr. Neal has the ability, the magical ability, the skill to be invisible, said the moon. Oh, said Margaret, and she went to bed where she tossed and turned. She thought maybe she should tell her mum and dad. So she got up and went into their bedroom. And she woke her mum and said, Mum, I've brought somebody here from another world. The moon insisted on it. Mum said, Margaret, I think you're sleep talking, darling. I think you're having a dream. Would you like me to take you back to bed? Oh no, I'm very awake. I'm very, very awake, said Margaret. Mum stared at Margaret. Margaret stared at mum. I promise you, mum, it was all real. Could I meet this person then, said mum. I don't know. He disappeared, said Margaret. So he's not here, said Mum. No, he's not here. Maybe he'll come back another night, said Margaret. Right, said Mum, who wasn't sure whether to believe Margaret or not. Margaret was not really one for making up stories. The next night, however, Margaret had just put out her candles again, and she'd stood at the window, looking at the moon's light and thinking how beautiful it was and how calmly it rippled over her when the moon said, I have one last favour to ask. Oh no, not Mr Neil again, said Margaret. My mum doesn't believe me at all. No, said the moon, it's Mrs Neil and her daughter. Would my mum be able to see them, asked Margaret. Yes, said the moon, yes. So Margaret woke up mum, and mum came running up to the bedroom. They both stood at the window, reaching up towards the moon. And Mrs. Neal reached down and wrapped her hand around Mum's hand. And her little daughter Neal, who was still pretty tall, but not as tall as her mum and dad, reached down and wrapped her hand around Margaret's hand. There they were, standing in front of Mum and Margaret. There they were, Mrs. Neal and daughter Neal, standing in front of Mum and Margaret, Mrs. Neal put her fingertips on Mum's arm and said, Your daughter is so brave and courageous. She has brought us into this world. And Mum said, How will you ever get back? The moon will help us, said Mrs. Neal. We came to be with Mr. Neal. Perhaps you could come and visit us sometime. Right, said Mum. Within an instant, they were gone. Don't worry about them, said Margaret they have a magical skill of being invisible. Who do, said Mum. Mrs. Neil and the daughter Neil, said Margaret. What are you talking about, said Mum. Margaret frowned as her mum kissed her cheeks and walked over to Margaret's bed, where she began plumping up Margaret's pillows and straightening her duvet. Margaret looked up at the moon. I had to do that, I'm afraid, said the moon. I had to wash her memory, because, well... It's just a bit too dangerous if adults know about these things. Oh, said Margaret, who would have liked to have shared the memory of this night with her mum. But she did understand the moon. Adults did have a tendency not to understand people from other worlds. Mum and Margaret lay down in Margaret's bunk bed and they went to sleep straight away, with mum cuddling Margaret in her arms.